2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
3: More flags than points between the Vikings and Bears. The Raiders aren't dead yet. Plus, the NHL shuts down over COVID. But for how long? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports
1: found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Minnesota Vikings stay in the NFC playoff race. They beat the Chicago bears on Monday night football, the nightcap 17 to nine. Joining me now from locked on Vikings, Luke Braun and Luke, this was a win. That's a, (laughs) that's about as much as I can say about this game for the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk cousins averages 3.6 yards for attempts doesn't even make it to a hundred yards passing in this game. What did I, what, what did we just watch?
1: I I, uh, apologize on behalf of honestly, both teams for what the nation witnessed in this game. Here's the deal The my takeaway from this game, the Vikings offense was pathetic. Thankfully, the Bears' offense was more pathetic because they couldn't stop imploding either. They were getting 15-yard flags after the play all all over the place. Some of those calls may be a little soft, but still. I mean, they were totally losing their cool. Matt Nagy's completely lost control of that team, and honestly, it's going to be a wonder each and every day that he remains head coach of the Bears. If he hasn't been fired already, I don't know. I haven't seen my phone. But for the Vikings, that, yeah, it it counts. It's a win, and you take that. Um, But – there's a lot to fix the the Vikings, whenever they go up against a bad team, whether that's the lions, whether that's, you know, a bad quarterback, like when they have had to play Cooper rush, they turtle up like that and you get games like that, that, that is what we've seen the Vikings do in primetime, kind of all year is, you know, against these bad teams, they throw some weird short passes. They start doing this where they try to out scheme everything and they just get really hyper conservative, almost like they're just so, utterly afraid knees knocking cowardly play calls that lead to the kind of pathetic offense that we saw uh, on Monday night here. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a win and it counts and we can enjoy that, but my goodness, this offense is in a really dark place.
3: When you said weird short plays, I thought you were going to use it a, a different word that started with SH and ended in T when you said that. <laughs> um, and, well, and, and that would have been accurate. I think too, So the caveat that you added there, I I think is, is good because the the Vikings as a playoff contender still feel like a scary team because we've seen, especially this offense at its peak, we know what Mike Zimmer is capable of doing um, on the defensive end as a schemer and as a play designer and a play caller. So is this one of those games where you just kind of like, yeah, this is the thing that the Vikings do against bad teams, but against good teams, we we kind of trust that they're going to play better Uh,
1: Maybe I, I think when they feel like they have to chase something, then, then they get a little bit of courage. Um, but it really is. I mean, they've been, a, that's been my chorus on locked on Vikings. They've been a fearful team this year. And I don't think this game was much different. It's just the bears were too pathetic to take advantage of it, but any real team can, and they have to, they have to fix that. They have to go up against the Rams next week and we'll see if they get a little more aggressive. Um, but they also just, I don't know. I, I, every time they play the bears, it's like, they didn't watch tape. They left Akeem Hicks one-on-one with Mason Cole all night. They had Christian Derisaw was getting killed. Um, they, they let Alec Ogletree run all over the field for the first time in his career. It, it seemed like they just weren't ready to play the team across from them. And the superstars that did end up playing, the Bears were missing a lot of players, but they weren't missing everybody. And they kind of, they, they, they let a lot of not very good players kind of have the game of their life. Um I don't know. It feels like I'm talking about a loss, but at the end of the day, they won because the defense was dominant. And yeah, they were dominant against a similarly depleted unit, but they got a lot of panic out of Justin Fields. DJ you them three sacks? Um, they, Patrick Peterson made some excellent plays down the stretch. And that was I mean, that, that. was the ticket, that they just kept stopping the Bears on fourth. Well, what, it's like 0-5 on fourth downs. That was the game right there. If you want to look at something and say, well, tell me, prove to me why the Vikings earned the win, it's that they kept stopping fourth downs and the defense won that game they did everything in that game the offense was absolutely pathetic but i guess you take it if your offense is going to be pathetic and you can still go home with a win
3: if the vikings can only go see the wizard of oz and find some courage they might just be a dangerous team in the nfc playoffs thanks luke
1: <laughs> yeah that's if I, they might need to wish for a little more than that
3: the raiders aren't dead yet but what did we learn Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Pro Bowl wide receiver Chris Godwin suffered a torn ACL during Sunday night's 9-0 loss to the New Orleans Saints and will miss the remainder of the season, the team announced on Monday. Godwin suffered the knee injury in the second quarter after falling awkwardly following a collision with New Orleans safety PJ Williams. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians talked about the amount of lower body injuries we were seeing, saying, we're so concerned about hitting people in the head that we're getting a lot of knee injuries because of that type of tackle. But it is legal and wasn't a bad play at all. But yeah, I just feel bad for Chris. The New York Giants shut down quarterback Daniel Jones for the remainder of the season because of his neck injury, the team announced Monday. Just what you want. It prematurely ends what many considered a make-or-break year for the young quarterback. Jones, who's just 24, was officially placed on injured reserve Monday. He was hurt early in Week 12 in a win over the Philadelphia Eagles, but managed to finish that game. He will end up missing the final six games of this season with what is being called a sprained Neck the Giants enter the offseason with major question marks and decisions to make when it comes to Daniel Jones. Not the ideal situation to evaluate him. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list Monday. Kelsey is vaccinated, so he has a chance to return in time for the Chiefs next game on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker and cornerback Traverius Ward were also placed on the COVID-19 list total of 47 players were placed on that list Monday all as a result of positive tests the most the NFL has had in a single day. And speaking of COVID, and aren't we all right now, with COVID-19 cases surging nationally and games in the NFL being impacted by the pandemic again, Alabama is returning to its safety protocols from a year ago as it prepares to take part in the college football playoff. Nick Saban said Monday that the team is back to wearing masks in the facility and social distancing during meetings. He noted that more than 90% of his players are vaccinated and have received their booster shots. Am I concerned, Sabin said? I'm always concerned when there's an issue out there and we want to do the best we can to help our players be concerned about the issue and respect it so they have the best opportunity to stay safe. Hopefully, all of us can do the same. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your football action this season. It's Tuesday and the NFL still isn't done. The L.A. Rams go up against the Seattle Seahawks after another COVID-19 delay, and the bet BetOnline.ag line for this game is the Rams giving seven. Another team scrambling to get bodies on the field is the Washington football team. They face the Philadelphia Eagles, and the bet BetOnline.ag line for this game has Philly six-and-a-half-point favorites. Then the NFL will take a whole one-day break before returning on Thursday as the San Francisco 49ers face the Tennessee Titans, another really meaningful Thursday night game. The betonline.ag line for this game has San Francisco giving four. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Las Vegas Raiders are not dead yet in the AFC playoff picture. They come back to get a last-second win, 16-14, over the incredibly depleted Cleveland Browns. Joining me now from Locked On Raiders, it's your boy Q. And Q, this is a game that the Raiders had to have. They squeaked by. They avoided the devastating loss. So it's hard to feel triumphant about the win. Yet... They're still in the mix in the AFC. So what did we actually learn about the Raiders from this game?
2: I mean, I guess the best you could say is that they escaped, like you said, escaped a a tragic defeat. I mean, because it looked like it was going to be really, really bad. It looked like it was going to be a bad scenario where where they were going to basically say the season's done you know you lose to a team like in the Cleveland Browns that are as depleted as they are with COVID-19 having 18 guys out and I believe eight starters you just can't lose that game and plus they were really in control of that game for most of the game and still wasn't able to generate points and so obviously you're not you're not winning games if you can't generate points they weren't able to do that I think what we learned from the team honestly is yes they're still alive yes they found a way to escape that terrible defeat but they've got a lot of work to do because a really good team would have put the the hammer down on that on that Browns team early and often and put them out of the game early.
3: Yeah, and and when you look at this Raiders team, it's not like up and down the roster. They are loaded with playmakers. They had Josh Jacobs in this game, but the receiver position has been decimated not just by injuries, but obviously what happened uh, in in the very sad Henry Rugg situation for the Raiders now. I mean how seriously should we be taking this team in the AFC in what feels like as wide open a conference in a year as as we've seen
2: well I'll tell you from what they did on uh, you know Monday Night Football they, you shouldn't take them that seriously. And I, I mean, I'm seriously like, I, I don't think that they could really be taken that seriously because they scored a touchdown on their very first drive of the game and never scored another touchdown the rest of the game, hmm. you know, and, and really had to squeak out a, a victory at the end by a Daniel Carlson field goal, which kudos to him. He made that field goal and he's had a really good season. But I mean, they, they shouldn't have had to come to that. You escaped and you found a way to get a win and you're still alive. But man, you're still on life support as far as I'm concerned.
3: What do you think the most likely outcome is then for this season? And, and I think more importantly, down the line, offseason, what is this offseason going to look like for Vegas for a team that is probably not going to make the playoffs? They still have to play Denver. They still have to play the Chargers. They have a tough schedule to close. Just from that standpoint, it's going to be tough for them to get in the playoffs.
2: Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. The thing about it is there's so many teams that were in front of them that they own the tiebreaker over. You know what I mean? So when they win this game, you know, they have Baltimore. They have Pittsburgh in front of them. You know, they have the Broncos in front of them. And there's so many teams that they have in front of them, so they kind of leapfrog them, and so they feel good about themselves. But I'll tell you, man, this offseason, this is the offseason that Locked On today is going to be paying attention to. I promise (laughs) you, because this offseason is going to be, in my opinion, like no other. I mean, you have head coaches that you're going to change. Potentially a quarterback could change. There's going to be a lot of players that are changing. Think about this. There's three guys that were drafted uh, in, in the first round in 2019 that most likely aren't going to get their fifth-year option picked up. So there's going to – you know what I mean? So there's so many different questions. <laughs> I want the Raiders to to make the playoffs because I want to obviously continue to talk about game time and see what they do. But, man, this offseason is going to be fast and furious. It's going to be interesting. Plus, the draft is in Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, man, you want to talk about must-see TV? It's going down.
3: All right, I'll see you at the draft for sure, Q, and we will be here locked on today for all of your Raiders news, which means you will be here, Q. Appreciate you, man.
2: I'm I'm all for it, man. Bring in all the
3: smoke. I'm ready. <laughs> Coming up, the NHL shuts down over COVID, but for how long... Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I just have an order on the way from Built Bar. What's really great, you get text notifications. Hey, we're sending it. It's on its way. It's coming. I know exactly what I'm getting. That is not the the main appeal of Built Bar, but it is an appeal. It certainly made me feel good about making that kind of purchase. These are the best tasting protein bars ever. They're the protein bars that taste like protein candy bars they've got these marshmallow flavors for the holidays that are unbelievable and they're all high in protein high in fiber but low in sugar low in net carbs and low in calories we all want to eat delicious things around the holidays and and you're allowed so make yourself feel a little bit better about something that tastes delicious because it's good for you and that makes it easier to you know have a little something over here that's that's maybe not in that same kind of way that's okay it's the holidays. Treat yourself, right? We're not, we're not still doing hashtag treat yourself, but, you know, hashtag treat yourself. And go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's Built.com with the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the Day. The
3: NHL... Did the thing amid a coronavirus surge that other sports leagues have so far been unwilling to do. They have put the season on pause, breaking early for the Christmas holiday with 15% of the league in health and safety protocols. Joining me now from Locked On Capitals and the new host of Locked On NHL, it's Tyler Kuehl. And and Tyler, this situation for the NHL, it's not going to get better in a week, right? The Omicron variant is here. COVID has been here for almost two years now. So what is the goal of this stoppage?
0: Well, right now, I think it's trying to, it's almost in a weird way because a lot of folks in the around the NHL, a lot of fans think that the, the league has it out for them sometimes with some of the things they do. This one, I, I was borderline a compassionate move. I should say, because we've heard over the weekend that the NHL was banning any cross border games, Right. through the Christmas break. And that was because the issue with the league right now is the fact that testing, covid testing in the United States, it's pretty quick. Rapid tests you can get it done in a couple hours. North of the border though, it's a little bit tough. Canada's been behind the eight ball for the majority of this pandemic in unfortunate ways. So they thought, all right, you know what? Right before the, you know, the Christmas break, let's not have players stuck in Canada when they'd rather be home with their families. Well, unfortunately, the cases kept piling up. We had a few more games get canceled. Columbus and Buffalo was supposed to be on tonight. That wasn't going to happen due to COVID. And then New Jersey and Pittsburgh got canceled last night. And then we had two more teams, of course, canceled. We had 11 teams in total being postponed through the Christmas break. And the league just kind of said, you know what? This is not a good time to keep trying to force games in, even though they said they didn't want to pause. They said that over the weekend as well. But as this situation has been for the last 20 months now, Pete, it's a very fluid situation, and every 15
3: minutes, something new comes around. Is the goal going to be, let's take some time and, and just let's push forward here? Or do you foresee real changes to how the NHL operates here as we move into you know, the later stages of the season?
0: You know, we, we've seen a little bit of that once again in Canada. We saw Montreal play Philadelphia last Thursday in an empty building. And they, it's been pretty widely known that the Canadians dropped two and a half, almost two and a half million Canadian on that game because of the lack of revenue for that game. Mm. The uh, province of Ontario, both with the not just the Wash or not the Toronto Maple Leafs, as well as the Ottawa Senators, they are only allowed to have 50 percent capacity as well for the Toronto Raptors as well. So, you know, there's been a little changes like that. I know some people have said, are they going to somehow quickly do an abbreviated North division? I don't see that. We're too far into the season to be making big changes like that. And, you know, I mentioned the Olympics because, you know, that's three weeks that the league was going to take off. And right now there's no official word yet, but all signs are pointing towards that the league is going to make an announcement here in the next couple of days that they're going to not allow the players to go to the Olympics. Hmm. This is not because of the fact, you know, obviously the diplomatic boycott, both the United States and Canada. It's not because of that. It's because right now the, the Omicron variant is so widespread and so unknown that it would just be a waste of time to try to let these players get ready for the Olympics. And with that, that's three weeks that the NHL has open where they could try to find a way to maybe put some of these games back in there and try to get kind of caught up. Now that hasn't been totally discussed yet because once again, we're waiting for the official word of the players not going to the Olympics because the league, you know, the league was going to let the players go about a week ago. And they've kind of started to realize that they have to step in because a lot of players still want to go for better or worse, even though the, you know, the COVID protocols in China You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, you test negative twice, you can go back on the ice. If you test positive once, you're sitting on your butt for three to five weeks if you're symptomatic. So, you know, this is it's an ongoing situation. I don't see massive structural change right now for the league. You know, the league wants to have everyone play and they want to try to find a way to battle through this as much as possible without taking these continuous pauses, because that's only going to, I think, maybe make things worse, trying to have all these stops and starts as we get towards, hopefully, a close playoffs in, in May.
3: And finally, there is a special bond between the Iowa Steed Children's Hospital and the Iowa Hawkeye football team. And since the NCAA passed name, image, and likeness, several Iowa athletes have made it a mission to help support the Children's Hospital. Like Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum, who donated $30,000 from his NIL earnings to support the Children's Hospital. Awesome. Awesome to see that. And flies in the face of a lot of the concerns of, oh, these kids are going to be irresponsible with their money. Hard to imagine being more responsible than that. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up Wednesday, the NHL is shut down, but the NBA is gearing up for its big Christmas Day extravaganza. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.